With that, let's uh, let's pray and we'll get going. Father, I love you. I thank you for today, Lord. I thank you for uh, just being good to us, Lord. I thank you for the beautiful weather. Uh, it's just uh, it's amazing outside, and uh, Lord, it just uh, uh, makes me look forward to uh, the day that I get to spend eternity with you. And every day is beautiful, and uh, we just get to um, lay off the cares of the world and really just focus on the thing that we need to be focused on even now, and that's just giving you glory, uh, worshiping you uh, with everything that we got. And so, Lord, I pray that you speak to us today as we uh, press on in 1 Corinthians, uh, Lord, it's, it's been a pretty good study. It's been kind of drawn out, but uh, Lord, I pray that um, it's been edifying. I pray for uh, just those in past point. There's a lot of people who are out for different reasons, trying to get things done, and uh, it's just a busy uh, time of um, a year when graduates and all the things coming up, and uh, just a lot of a lot of things happening. Lord, I pray that um, we don't get too busy with things that we forget about you. Uh, Lord, I pray that you're getting the honor and the glory, and um, that we're really just uh, uh, allowing you to uh, shine through us instead of uh, trying to uh, put you on the back burner while we do our thing. So, God, I pray you just speak to us today. Uh, just uh, put me out of the way and just allow your word to uh, be true. I pray this all in Christ's name. Amen. All right, there was another thing that came to my mind while I was praying, and I was like, I need to say that. And Oh, yeah, uh, next week's Mother's Day. So, uh, guys, don't forget, I reminded you, now it's on you. Next week is Mother's Day. So, there you go. Brenton, next week is Mother's Day. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you have your Bibles, uh, open up to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians 13. So, uh, if you'll remember, last couple weeks that we were in here, obviously we weren't in here last week because of the fifth Sunday. Was that just last week? Yeah, yeah man, it's, time was flying. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we went through uh, chapter 12, and chapter 12 was uh, the chapter where it talked about the diversities of gifts and the different things that uh, kind of go into that and spiritual gifts, and really this list in, in 1 Corinthians is more a list of sign gifts and different things, but uh, it's Paul is coming off of that, and he's headed into chapter 14 where he's going to really dive in and break down the gift of tongues, right? Speaking in tongues, and we'll get into all that. I don't even really want to talk about it today. Uh, but in between those two, he's got he's on this big section on, you know, spiritual gifts and having the gift of God to do different things supernaturally and 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 all of that. And he's like, but just for a second I want to take a time out. And I want to make sure you guys understand something about what I'm saying. And that's what chapter 13 is all about. And too often <clears throat> people just take thir- chapter 13 as a standalone chapter. But it can't just be a standalone chapter when it's sandwiched in between the two chapters that are before and after. You always have to look at context when you're studying the Bible. And to understand what he's really trying to say when he's talking about charity or love, however you want to look at it, we'll talk about all that here in a minute. But uh, what he's trying to say is he's, he's, he's giving like a caveat to what he already has said and what he's going to say. And before I get there, I do want to back up for a minute. And in chapter 12, we went through the list of spiritual gifts, and then we bumped over to Romans chapter 12 and looked at the list of spiritual gifts that we kind of look at um, more practically in the church age. Um, but uh, I do want to clarify something that I said. I don't I don't back up anything that I said. Like I don't, I don't, I don't retract anything that I said, but I do want to clarify something. Um, I feel like it's yesterday again. <laughs> okay, so I about got thrown out of a baseball game yesterday, and and it was. I mean, you know me. I'm the most vocal guy in the world. I. It was just like I was like, "Are you really serious right now?" I. Anyway, well, we can talk about this later. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I didn't actually. I didn't say a word, but. 
Yeah, anyway, we're not going to talk about that right now. It is, anyway. Man, you got me all off track now. Uh, anyway, uh, I, I don't retract anything that I said a few weeks ago, but I do want to clarify. I had mentioned something about, you know, going through the gifts and how this person really has this gift and this person really has this gift. And I had mentioned, like, you know, the gift, or the, uh, the, the gift of mercy. I don't really have that in my life. And because I'm just not, I mean, there's more people, certain people display certain gifts better than others, right? And so you can see certain things. And I do want you to understand, when you get saved, you get the gift of the Holy Ghost. And so with the Holy Ghost, you get all of those spiritual gifts. You just get uh, uh, more of certain of them at certain times. But you have the ability to have uh, mercy in your life. You have the ability to have uh, teaching in your life and different things. You just have to know when and how to use them. So I don't want you to think that, well, I don't have that gift and so I just don't have it. No, you have it because you have the gift of the Holy Ghost. But there's going to be certain things that just display themselves better in your life than others. That's all. God makes us all different. Go back and listen to what we talked about in chapter 12, and it'll all make sense. But I don't want you to think that it's like, well, I didn't get that one. You got the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost has all of those. And so you, you do have them all. They're just going to display themselves more uh, prominently in certain areas and at certain times in your life. So hopefully that makes sense. Um, you also will grow into certain things and actually grow out of certain things as well um, as, as you ebb and flow in ministry. So anyway, First uh, Corinthians chapter 13. I want to read this chapter because, uh, well, it's short and then we'll kind of circle back around and get into it. But uh, Charity Never Fails, that's the title if you're looking for a title, Charity Never Fails. But First uh, Corinthians chapter 13 says, Though I speak with the tongues of men, so again, he's coming off of chapter 12, he's talking about the gifts, he's, he rolls right into it. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods and feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh not, uh, no evil, rejoiceth not uh, in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth. But whatever there be, uh, whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether they be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, that it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when we, or, but but when uh, that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child and understood as a child, and uh, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see things through a glass, darkly. But then, face to face, now I know in part. But then I shall know uh, even as I am known. And now abideth faith, hope, charity. These three, but the greatest of these three is or greatest of these is charity. Okay, so we read through this, and the thing that pops into everybody's mind because we live in a, a world of multiple Bible versions and all these different things is why does it say charity and not love? Because you know, like the most prominent uh, decor sign in uh, a Christian's home is something about you know uh, something to do with this passage, and it says love, right? I think we even have one in our house somewhere that says something along the lines of uh, it, it says love. And so, uh, what is? I'm not even going to ask you. Well, I, I just meant um, 
Let me look this up. So I looked up the definition of charity because, you know, if you like, what is the what is the world's definition of charity? Because when we read through it, uh, there's a reason that the modern Bible translations change this away from charity. But I want to clarify some things and then we'll jump into this. So if you look up the word charity in the Bible, it says an organization set up to provide help or raise money for those in need. Okay, so we understand that is a charity. But then the second definition is the voluntary giving of help. Oh, this is getting a little closer. Typically in the form of money to those in need. Again, now they circle right back around to money. So the world's definition of charity has nothing to do with what the Bible's definition of charity is. If you look at the Bible's definition of charity, when you look through this passage and you look it up in the Strong's Concordance, you know, because I know everybody gets out their big Strong's Concordance all the time. Uh, I use my... I use my app on the computer and it tells me that, the, yeah, whatever. Uh, but anyway, uh, the... Why don't you just show me that app because I definitely still the big old book. Oh, really? I wish I, I wish I got my old book out sometimes. I don't have, I don't have an app. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't do the app thing. I have, uh, I use eSword on the computer and it works well for me. That's what I use when I get ready to teach. But anyway, when, when you look up this word charity... In the Bible, uh, it is uh, G26, which every word in the Bible is given a, uh, it's, it's the Greek word, this number, anyway. So, uh, it means, no, wait for it, agape. Wait a minute, agape, I know that word, right? Everybody knows what agape is because uh, it is a form of the word G25, which is agapeo. Right. And that is the word that you see in John chapter 21 when Jesus says, do you love me? Do you love me? All the things. Right. It's basically the same word. It is agape. And it means when you look in the word, what does charity mean? It's G26. It means agape. It means the definition. It means love, affection or benevolence. Now, get this specifically a love feast or a feast of charity. Right? That is what that means. So when you're reading through this and you're like, well, why did some of the Bible versions say love? And well, they do say love, right? And it, are they wrong? Not really, because it says that. The thing that's wrong is the way that we perceive when we read it as love and not charity. And so let me ask you this before we just dive into, uh, you know, the, the, the verses here. I want to make sure I clarify this whole thing because this is one of those King James things, and why does the King James make things more difficult? And well, it doesn't. It just actually wants you to under. It wants you to study things. It wants you to to understand what God is trying to say instead of just dumbing it down, or or not dumbing it down, but uh, breaking it down to where it's easy to read. Because it is. I've read through some of the other passages, and they are easier to read. But you're not going to have the thought provoking. Why does it say this instead of that? And so anyway, when let's look at this just love versus charity thing. Are they the same thing? You know, it says love in some Bibles. It says charity. Are they the same thing? Tell me what you think. Not really. Huh? Not really. Well, I mean, we already know that love, love or charity. Right. Leo, agape, right. So it's not it's not very often I give you guys a question that there is no wrong answer. Right. But I did this time. Right. It's yes and no, right? Yes. So it's yes and no. You're both you're both right. You're you're exactly right. Love takes on multiple things. What? Oh. <laughs> I mean, are they the same thing? Yes and no. Yes, agape is agape, right? Uh, if agape means love, and the word love is translated to agape, and if charity is translated to the word agape, then then yes, they are the same thing. 
right? An apple looks like an apple. I'm just telling you. So if it is this and it is this, it is the same thing. So yes, they are the same thing, but no, they're not the same thing. When we think of love in our minds, we don't think charity. When somebody says, hey, what is love to you? You could give me 15 different things and none of them is charity, right? None of them is what God says charity actually is, right? What? No, you're fine. Oh, I said I kind of disagree with that because it's like, I, like for me, I don't think of the, oh, flowers and love. Yeah. I think, hey, I'm going to make you cookies. Hey, right. I'm going to help you clean your house. Like for me, that is how I show love. That's, that's true, but that's still not in the sense of, uh, what charity is or what love actually is in the Bible. Like she said earlier, love takes on five different forms, right? There's there's five different types of love. There's a physical type of love, you know, an agape, a phileo, all the different, you can go back and study those things, but all these different things. But when we think of love, like if somebody says, you know, what is love to you? It might be doing something for somebody. It might be uh, a person. It might be a lot of different things. Oh, I really love a cheeseburger. I really love this. I really love when the weather's like this outside, like for reals, right? Brady, man, you got to move somewhere where it's cold, but. <laughs> so, could I take Chris with you? Nah, Jack. I would like anyway, to so, so. No, in the sense that when we think of love in our minds, we're not really thinking what God is trying to show us here in uh, 1 Corinthians 13. But maybe God is trying to show us that we need to, to change our thinking of what love is so that our mind will line up with his. Instead of just thinking, well, love is what the world has made it, right? Maybe we need to see, okay, agape is agape. Love is charity, and charity is love, and they are one and the same if you do them God's way, right? And so that's what he's going to kind of go through here. And so I kind of wanted to go through that a little bit because there's some people that are like, well, why does it say charity? And, you know, it makes it makes more sense when you talk with an Australian accent and you uh, read it in the song lyrics, and right? And like, you, you guys have heard that song. Anybody who has listened to... Uh, and if, even if I go to the stake, it'd be born as a martyr, right? <laughs> However it is, I'm not an Australian, but like, you know, you know the song is... I don't know. I don't know yes, you do. Oh, I guarantee you've heard that song. Uh, he like speaks it. He like speaks this passage. Um, yeah. I think it's Australian, but uh, yes. It, but yeah, it, the Australians and British, it's pretty much the same thing. It's just a little bit of a different twang. And, and Anyway. Anyway. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So anyway, anytime I read through this passage, I can't read the passage and not hear it in an Australian accent uh, out of a different uh, Bible version. So anyway, all of that, I say all that to say we need to make sure that our minds are lining up to what love and charity are in his mind and not just saying, well, charity is this to us. And love is this to us, and how do they how do they meld together? How do they go together? And so here's what I want you to to see today: uh, three ways to see charity or love through God's eyes, and that's what we're kind of going to look through as we go through this. And three ways to see charity or love through God's eyes. And so for the first three verses, he says, and remember, he's just coming off this. We have these gifts and those gifts, and you might have this gift and you might have that gift, and and you know, and so people are probably starting to think, yeah, I've got the gift of teaching, and yeah, I've got this gift, and I'm really, I'm really working this one out, and you know, maybe you ought to work on your spiritual gifts over here, you know. And he, Paul's really smart in the sense of he knows what people are thinking, right? He's like, I already know what you're thinking, and he says, though I speak with the tongues of men, 
and of angels, meaning I can speak in your language, I can speak in God's language, I have the gift of tongues is what Paul's trying to say, and have not charity, I am become as a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. Now, you might think, I like the way cymbals sound. I don't like the way cymbals sound by themselves, right? They sound good in concert with the rest of the band, right? But by themselves, uh, it's very loud and noisy and brash, right? It's not good. What? I already knew what he was... Anyway, there was a there was a band and choir concert. Uh, see, now I'm trying to tell you guys all the... Every week, Every week. So, so there was a band and choir concert, and the, and it was the the band portion was really good, and the choir portion was it was there, and uh, there was a solo. I, I'm not like speaking. No. <laughs> See, this is why I don't tell you all anything. <laughs> Said one thing, and I anyway. So somebody convinced this young lady. Somebody convinced this young lady that it would be a good idea to do a entire song solo during the choir portion uh, of Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses. No, it was not nice. Wait. It was... Can you say a child version of No. The song is Sweet Child of Mine by Guns N' Roses. But it was... But, yeah, she, it was a solo. Yeah, no, it, it was an entire song, but it was just like... And it was... It is not good. Was it acapella? No, there was a piano with it, but it was... Anyway, so Brenton is laughing because I said symbols by themselves don't sound, and so he's correlating that to... It was it was interesting, it was man. Yeah, I'll say it was rough. I'm not saying the girl can't sing. That song choice was probably not the best. <laughs> anyway. Guns and Roses is ruined for me. I'm telling you. Maybe it was God's way of saying you need to quit listening to Guns N' Roses, but I don't know. Anyway, uh, all that to say, uh, when he he says uh, that if you have these things, you can speak with tongues, I can do these things, but if that's all all I do and I don't live it out, if I don't have any action that goes with it, uh, I sound like somebody banging cymbals in my head. It's not good, right? It doesn't sound good. He goes on to say, and though I have the gift of prophecy, again, he's correlating this to what he was saying with gifts. Maybe I do have the gift of prophecy. And understand all the mysteries. I've been through D1, D2, D3, and all the others, right? I know it all, right? I understand all the mysteries and all the knowledge. And though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains. He says, I tell the mountains to move and they jump, right? <laughs> you got to listen to the song, I'm telling you. <laughs> and I have not charity, I am nothing. Verse 3, And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profits me nothing. What he's trying to say is, I can have all the gifts. I can do all the things. I can be the smartest, the fastest, the everything in the church. I can do all of it. And if I don't have charity, I might as well not have anything. That's what he's trying to say. I have nothing. The first way to see charity through God's eyes is to understand that charity is not something you do. It's something you live. Charity is not something you do, it is something you live. Now you might say, and, and I, don't, I don't want to step on what Candace had said, because yes, there are different ways that people uh, show love. My wife is the same way, Candace. She loves people by the way that she feeds them, right? But as a whole, when you look at love or charity through God's eyes, it is not any one thing, it is not any two things or a bunch of things 
really godly things is what it's trying to say. It's not any of those things that you do. It is how you do all of them together as one. Right? It is how you do it. Uh, flip over to, when you want to know what, what charity is in God's eyes, flip over to, keep your finger here, Luke chapter 10. I don't usually do a lot of flipping, but uh, if there was one passage that comes to mind when I think of what love is in God's eyes, what charity is in God's eyes, it is this story right here. Uh, Luke chapter 10. In verse 25, you've heard this is the parable of the Good Samaritan. It says, and behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him. Again, this is what they do. They're trying to catch Jesus in his words, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said unto him, what is written in the law? How readest thou? And he answered, thou shalt love thy Lord with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy strength and with all thy mind and, uh, and thy neighbor uh, as itself. Now, coincidentally enough, in verse 27, when it says, thou shalt love, again, that is the Greek word, G25, agape, ties all together, right? Uh, if you want to love, if you're going to do it through charity, right? Because you're going to do it agape, that's what he's saying. Uh, he says that, uh, and, and he said unto him, thou hast answered right, this do and thou shalt live. But he, willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Well, who do I have to do this to, man? And Jesus answered, saying, A certain man went down to Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest by that way. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Well, you would think a priest, he's holy enough to help out, right? He's, he's religious enough to help this old boy out. You know, surely he's going to have compassion. He's going to have charity. He's going to have love. What's he do? He's like, Ooh, that doesn't look good. I'm going to step in that, right? I'm going to keep moving, right? I don't have time. That would be my excuse. I don't have time. I want to help you, but I just don't have time, right? He goes on. And likewise, a Levite, when he uh, was uh, at that place, came and looked on him. He even puts his eyes on him. He's like, man, like somebody messed you up, right? What's to say? And passed by the other side. But a certain Samaritan... Now, you have to understand, the Jews and the Samaritans absolutely hate each other, loathe each other, just like it, terrible. It, it's, it's worse than if I was to send Chris to Russia, right? He, he's, he's not a fan, and, and he was to, to meet Putin, right? Chris is not a fan. Of, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. But anyway, uh, <laughs> he doesn't really hate him. I just, it, they, they really don't, the, the Jews and the Samaritans, man. Oh, yeah. They definitely do not. I was going to say something, but I'm not going to. Anyway, uh, it's, it's, they really don't like each other. So now you see the priest, he came by, he wanted nothing to do with him. The Levite came by, no, I ain't doing that. The Samaritan came by, he sees the Jew, and he's probably thinking, I'm going to laugh at this guy. I'm going to mock him. I'm going to say, you got what you deserved. I'm going to say all the things that we would probably say to somebody that we strongly dislike. But what does it say? A certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, uh, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him, and went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine. So he's not only doing this good deed, but he's sacrificing money, goods, resources to do it, and set him on his own beast, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And on the morrow when he departed, he took out two pence and gave them to the host and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more when I come, again I will repay thee. 
Jesus says, Which now of these thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? And he said unto him, He that showeth mercy on him. He doesn't say the Samaritan, but he says, He that showeth mercy on him. And Jesus said, uh, then said Jesus unto him, Go and do thou likewise. You want to know what charity is? It's that. It's not only doing things that are really good and nice and heartfelt for the people that you quote unquote worldly love. Right? It's not only reaching out to the people that you really do feel close to, have a connection to. It's the people that you wouldn't normally talk to. It's the people that are different than you, that you're just like, I don't really like that person, right? And I know you guys don't ever find yourself in that area because you're super godly, but there's times in life that I'm just like, I I don't really not like that person, but I just don't really care to be around them, right? No, you want to know what charity is when he's talking about this? He says, you're going to do this to the people that do you wrong. You're going to do this to the people that when you say, I love you, they spit in your face. You know, they, they mock you. They, all of the things. That's what it is. That's, that's what it is, right? You want to know what, what charity is to God? That's what it is. It is not something you do. It is something you live, right? It is not any one thing. It is your testimony. It is how you present yourself in life overall, the overarching theme of the thing. Right. It goes on to give a really good definition of what well, you want to know what charity is. It's this. It's this it says charity suffereth long. What does that mean? You ever had to be long suffering with somebody like ever anybody? It's just like, you know, it's the kind of person that like long suffering means that you suffer long. <laughs> right. It's like, I, are you ever going to get it? Right. Are you ever going to it is. No, it is just continually ministering, loving, right? It says that charity suffereth long and is kind, right? You know what kindness is. It's just genuine. It's loving, right? Charity envieth not. Okay, now it's getting a little more specific. Well, I really like that truck that that guy drives, right? I really like that. I really like that. I wish I had that. Well, it's okay to like what somebody has, when you envy it, it's something completely different. When you start to think, I need that, well, that's envy, right? When you start thinking, I got to have that. How many extra hours do I have to work to go and have that? Well, okay, you're right. You worked hard for it. What did you sacrifice in all the extra hours that you worked, right? Too many too many years of my life, that was my justification for everything that I did. Well, it's not, I, I worked for it. Like I, It's not like I borrowed it. I, I'm, I'm working hard for this. But it's like, okay, what did I have to sacrifice to do all of the extra to go get it? Right, and so it says it envieth not. That's what charity is. It envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself. And you can't watch any kind of sport. And I wasn't here yesterday for the the soccer thing out back. Maybe it wasn't like that, but you can't watch any kind of sport whatsoever and not see somebody be like, "Hey, look at me!" And like, man, just stop, right? Just stop. Even like watching high school baseball, it's just like. Okay, you hit the ball. Great, right? Uh, Do you know where you're going to be next year? Uh, You won't be playing baseball. You'll be at work somewhere. If you're a senior, I'm just like, do you know the percentage of people that like actually arrive? And then even then, it's just like, who cares? You throw a ball for a living. Great, right? It it is what it is. But it, it says that it vaunteth not itself. You should never be like, hey, do you know what gift I have? Right? Do you know what I do for the church? Do you know that... Did you see what I was doing? 
who cares? Like at that point, you have went ahead and taken the glory out of God's arena and put it in your own. You went ahead and said, "I'll take that glory, God. It's fine, right?" You know, I did the work anyway. So, no, that's a that's a joke. It says that uh, it, it envieth not, it vaunteth not itself up. It is not puffed up. Goes right along with not vaunteth, right? That's what love is in God's eyes. It is not puffed up. It is not, hey, be more like me. Doth not behave itself unseemly. I mean, you can just figure what that means, right? Um, you ever been around somebody that's just doing things and it's just like, that is unseemly. That is, you shouldn't do that, right? That's not how we do things. Uh, does not behave itself unseemly. Seeketh not her own, right? So guys, see, this is only talking to ladies, so you can check out because uh, it's not talking to guys. It says, it seeketh not her own. Just kidding. Uh, it's not at all what it means. But uh, it seeketh not, it's not about what it can get out of it, right? Or what we can get out of it. Seeketh not her own. Is not easily provoked. You somebody who's easily provoked? This would be somebody who maybe has a little bit of an anger uh, issue, right? Somebody who, you know... When something doesn't go their way, they, you know, you don't want to poke the bear, right? You don't want to be like that. Like, that's not loving. That's not how God presents love. That's not how God sees charity. It says, provoketh, not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. I mean, that's pretty simple. What are you meditating on throughout life? What is in your mind? Rejoiceth not in iniquity. Are you happy when... Somebody else stumbles, right? Are you happy when somebody else falls? Are you... No, you don't rejoice in iniquity, but rejoice in the truth. You want something to be happy about? Get in the Word of God. Find some truth. Be happy about that. Rejoice in that. Beareth all things, believeth all things, right? Meaning you bear the weight of whatever comes with who you are, by living love God's way, right? You answer the question of, because that's what the Bible says, right? You answer the questions of, you know, just in, in general, like, because this, why do you live like that? Why do you put up with that, right? We've all heard that. Why do you still deal with X, Y, Z? Why would you continue to, because I'm bearing all things, because that's what God would do, right? And then it says, believeth all things. What is it talking about? It's talking about the things that God said, Right? I don't just believe some of the things that the Bible says, because if I just believe some of them, I might as well not believe any of them. I believe all of them. Even the ones that are like, that really sucks. <laughs> I, I don't want to do that. But I believe all things. I bear all things and I believe all things. Hopeth all things and the best one yet, endureth all things. Right? You gotta be able to endure. Um, you gotta, you gotta have thick skin. Right? If you're going to be an umpire, you got to be okay with somebody questioning a call, right? That's part of being an umpire. You've got to endure all things. Like, if you're going to live for Christ, if you're going to have this name of Christian, I'm following God, I'm, then that, you, you've got to wear it, right? You've got to endure some things. You might be like, why do I have to endure it all? Look at that person. Maybe they ought to endure something. I'm just saying, at some point, you just got to say, I'm not worried about anybody else other than me. I'm going to do what God has called me to do right here, right now, even if that's easier, even if that, that what they're doing is unrighteous, and I, you just do you. You do what God has called you to do. 
do it well, right? Endure all things. Because that is what it is. That's what it's all about. The, the second way to see charity or love through God's eyes is you have to understand charity is a lifestyle, not a feeling. Right? All of these things. It is a lifestyle. To, to live these things out, it's a lifestyle. It's not a feeling. It's not a, man, I just, what you did for me, that really makes me love you. Right? And, and yes, babe, when you cook dinner, it really makes me love you. But it's, it's all of these things, right? <laughs> no. Yeah, it's directly at it. No. It, yeah. I mean, it would be the first time. Um, it's a lifestyle. Learning how to navigate all of these things plus more. The way that God says, hey, this is what love is for me. This is what charity is for me. And not even to just the people. So sometimes we look at this and we're like, I could never live my life, love my wife that way. I could never love my husband that way or my kids that way. Um, the, the crazy thing is he's not even saying, I mean, that, those should be the easy people. He's talking about the people you don't like. And hopefully that's not your wife or your husband or your kids. So, but, you know, he's, he's talking about those that you wouldn't want to be around. He's talking about the Samaritan in your life. And these are the things that need to be. It's a lifestyle. It's not a feeling. I promise there's times that I don't feel like a super abundant, like, I love you, Paige. Right? It's not a feeling. It's a choice. Right? That's just the way that it is. That's that's life. That is understanding how God loves. Right? Because there's a lot of times that I'm sure that, that God the Father looks down at me and he's like, I I would really just like to like flip you like a fi, right? Just just what are you doing, son? But that's not how he loves me. He chooses to love me anyway, in spite of myself. And so that's what we need to do with the people in our life. You want to love like Christ? You want to have charity in your life? That that's what it takes, right? It's, it's starting to at least think that way, right? It's starting to say that even if I do all of these great things at the church and everybody thinks that, oh man, look at that person. They've got it figured out. If I don't love like this, who the heck cares? And he says that I could even go to the stake and be burned as a martyr. Do you know what that's like? Like, do you understand what he's talking about when he says that? Like in the... No, you don't. Right? I do like steak. Not burnt steak. No, not burnt steak. You're correct. Uh, Chris, no, not definitely not Chris. Uh, anyway, uh, what, to be burned at the stake, those guys they would they would tie them to a post, right? A wood post. They would like put wood all the way around it, and they'd light it on fire, and they would watch you burn, right? Like that's. That's what, that's what it's talking about. When you're talking about being burned at the stake, if you ever get a chance in your free time, because I know you got a bunch of it, you should read Fox's Book of Martyrs and read how some of the people uh, for their Christian faith uh, got martyred. It is insane. And you think that we've got it rough. I'm just telling you, like, that's what he's talking about. He says, I can do all of these things. I can even say, yeah, to God be the glory, burn me to death. If you don't have charity, it was for nothing. If you don't love like God wanted you to, is for nothing. Now, it doesn't mean that you're not saved, you're not going to spend eternity in heaven. What I'm saying is, what did you prove? Right? What did you prove as a hypocritical Christian your entire life to one day say, yeah, sign me up to be burned as a martyr? People are going to go to your funeral and they're going to be like, I'm confused. Like, they didn't live it, so why did they 
That's what he's saying. Who cares if you do some good things? You get up and, and teach some good lessons. You go out and, and do some things for some people. If you're not going to live it all the time, who cares? You're just hypocritical like the rest of the world thinks Christians are. That's what he's trying to say. You have these gifts of God. Why are you only using them sometimes? And then why are you taking them and just like patting yourself on the back with them? It's dumb, right? What are you doing? What are you doing? It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense why I can never get done. No sense at all. I blame you guys. You guys ask way too many questions today, asking about things that happened this week. And anyway, we got to stop. I can't get there. I can't finish. And it's only a few verses. So now next week's going to be, we'll figure it out. All right. Uh, let's pray and we'll get out of here. Don't be mad that your King James Bible says charity and not love. God's trying to show you something. Right? God's trying to show you something. Because the word charity actually means more. Right? Than just love. You can throw love in there and when you read through it, it's like, oh yeah, if I don't have love, you know, I love my wife. I love my kids. Now, if you don't have charity, you read that and you're like, wait a minute, that's asking me to do something. Yeah, that's exactly what it's doing. God is provoking you to good works. That's what he's trying to get you to do. Let's pray. Father, I love you. Thank you for today. Thank you for your word. And uh, I thank you for the Passpoint class and um, just the, the folks who are bought into what you're doing. And uh, I feel like I'm preaching to the choir when we uh, talk about things like this because, uh, Lord, these, these folks, they really are, are bought in. Um, you know, they're, they're, not, they're not half in and half out. And so, Lord, I do pray that you would provoke us to, to good works. And if there's anywhere in our life that we could grow in charity, uh, that you would you would have us do that, um, Lord, that you would, uh, in and of ourselves, uh, have us make those steps. Not to say, hey, look what I did, uh, Lord, but that we would just uh, bring it to your feet and say, uh, Lord, I'm laying it down for you. Uh, God, I do pray that you'd preach through Pastor Brian as he preaches this morning. Uh, Lord, again, just thank you for uh, the beautiful weather and uh, just pray that we would be able to uh, get out and do some things today and you know, spend some time with our families. Um, Lord, I pray for the deacon ordination tonight. I do pray for Brady and his family and, and the rest of the guys as well. But uh, that you would just use them uh, mightily as you did even in the, the first church, Lord, and um, that they would just minister to the needs of the folks. And, uh, Lord, that you get all the honor and the glory uh, for, for those things. And so I pray you just uh, send us out this week as lights in a dark world. In Christ's name, amen.